Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the second episode of Popcorn Perspectives. I'm your host, Joshua Nordfeldt, aka Teenage Cinephile. Uh, we are joined today by Matthew Lundeberg, good friend of mine. Matthew? Uh, you can call me El Mateo. That's not my handle on any social media, but you can just call me El Mateo when you see El me in Mateo. real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, uh, our stuff will be linked in the description if you want to go check us out. Um, okay. Yeah. So last episode we did a movie draft. That is not what we're doing today. Today, although um, although I will be back in a few weeks, he will to be do yeah. a nineties movie get, draft. Get get used to uh, Matthew's voice. How in, yeah, in, the soothing name. sound of my voice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Today we're gonna be talking about hot takes, movie hot takes. Um, Matthew's kind of known for his uh, he, widely known by the greater population of the world. Yes. <laughs> By at least five billion people. His cinema hot takes. I I mean, um, listen, I think I have some normal classic takes about the world of cinema, but I definitely am known for being vocal about when I like a movie that a lot of people don't, or not liking a movie that a lot of people do. So and hey, I I think that's very admirable. I don't you know? think because it's an it's an art, right? It's very subjective. Exactly, it's it's subjective. I I really hate when people are like, "You don't like that movie? What's the matter with you?" Or like, I mean, I feel oh, like I, I feel like I, there are some movies out there that are just like objectively good. Like there are very. I feel like I feel like out there there are there we go. This is my first hot take. There's some movies that could be objectively good. So what's an example, do you think? I don't know. I'm trying to think of one right now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like just like... Citizen Kane? <laughs> like Citizen... Godfather? Hold on. Cam's going out for a second. Or like... Uh, I'm going uh, to push this up. I would say 12 Angry Men is an objectively good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm just looking at this, you know. It says The Godfather is a pretty objectively That's what I just from said. like a psychological like perspective of like what the human brain enjoys and stuff. That's what I'm finding. Like The Godfather is objectively like, like um, it's enjoyable. Like you're not going to watch The Godfather and really hate it. I mean, or, I guess uh, like The Shawshank Redemption. I've never That's seen a... Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But Shawshank Redemption's the number one movie on IMDb. So, really, uh, I mean, yeah, that does that does show you that does tell you something. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think it might be a good idea to preface this discussion with, it's okay if you like movies that other people don't like. It's okay if you don't like movies other people do like. Oh, for um, sure, for sure. I mean, all art is subjective and. People that that believe that their opinions are are objective truths are the most annoying people in the world. True, that is that is facts, factual. So, uh, live your truth. That's. The, I'm gonna that's live the... my truth today. I'm gonna expose myself to the world and get a brick thrown through my window. I have. I think. I have. I I have fewer hot takes listed than you, just because I. Yeah. 
We, we have 14 combined. You're taking yeah, four. four of them, and I have 10 of them. Um, but I think a couple of mine will cause some outrage. So That's let's okay. dive right in. Uh, let's see. Let's just, let's just let the audience know real quick. Like, these, these are, like, on the top of our minds. That we had five minutes to prepare. So yeah. we had five minutes to come up with whatever ones we could. So that's just kind of giving you a time frame. Of like these are pretty off the top of our heads, what we feel like we think is controversial. Anyways, yeah. You let's start off. You wanna, take you it wanna off. go first. You have more Oh, you want me to go first? Let's okay. dive right in. I got you. Uh what should I pick? Should I maybe no, I'll wait, I'll wait that one for later. Um you know, I'll start pretty mild. Um, I counted okay. one of my hot takes as just really famous movies that I've never seen. Um, so I'm not going to give an opinion on whether they're good or bad. It's just something that maybe I need to work on as a movie watcher to watch these class. I'm mean, classic movies. Like I'm mad at myself for not oh. seeing these. So you can you, be mad at me. If you like say these movies and I haven't seen them before. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like you can be mad at me because I'm mad at myself because these movies I should have seen a long time ago and I still haven't. And it's completely my fault. So here we go. I, I just, I think I had four movies listed. Yeah, I wow. had four movies listed. Okay. I have never seen any of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, those are good movies, man. And oh, Return of the King, I know, is tied with Titanic as the most Oscar winning movie ever. Yeah. The, and I think it had 11 wins. It's, I know it's in the top 10 movies on IMDb. Yeah, I mean, it is considered one of the best movies ever, Return of the King. Like, I haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings. Um, I know and, and top, sorry. all of the Lord of the Rings movies are in the top 100 on IMDb. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, they're phenomenally made. Really, really good. And, like, good. in the top upper, like, 25, I think. So yeah, I, I totally believe that. Movies. We should do a, we so should I, do a I need to get on those. I'm reading the series right now, though, and so I kind of want to wait till I'm done with hey, Once you finish, let's have, a, let's have a marathon, you and I. I will. I will be there. Cool. I will be there. All right. Watching, Number two, segue on. Uh, my, my segue was good from Return of the King. Moving on until I have never seen maybe the most classic movie ever, Titanic. Never seen it. I've never uh, seen Titanic. The, uh, I, calling Titanic the most classic movie ever is, I think, is silly. But I, I haven't seen Titanic. No, either. listen. But when you're like, when you're like, good movie, and when you ask people to like say like a good movie or like a, a classic, like Oscars movie, especially like Titanic is always top of the list, dude. Always up there. All right. Well, hey, maybe maybe that's one of my hot takes. Is that, I, uh, is that Titanic I haven't seen Titanic either. I haven't seen really. Either. Yeah. Oh. So okay. So maybe I'm good on that one. Okay. Maybe maybe we'll move past Titanic. Moving on. I have only seen two of the Indiana Jones movies. Wait, which I have, two? I have only seen uh, um, my uh, the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom. Only those Where's two. And okay. I hear the well, la- I hear the Last Crusade is phenomenal. Well, I hear King Raiders, Crystal, Skull, okay. Crystal Skull is like eh, kind of yeah, disappointing. Yeah, but have you seen you've seen Raiders though? I have Raiders and and, and Temple uh, Doom. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Only those two. Uh, what did you think of Raiders of the Lost Ark? 
Oh, loved it. I, I mean, I love Indiana Jones. I, I consider myself an Indiana Jones fan, even though I've only seen half the series. I haven't seen the newest one. I, I, I haven't either. I heard it was a, I heard it was like fine. Like I heard it wasn't like great and they could have ended the series better, but I heard it was better than Crystal Skull. Okay, cool. So interesting thought for you there. If you want to decide you want to go see it now or not. Anyways, this last one is, uh, is a, is an older movie. Um, just like Indiana Jones was, um, you know, it was mostly my parents that are kind of mad at me that I've never seen this. Um, I've never seen E.T. I, I haven't seen E.T. either. Really? Really? That's crazy to me. Cause that's like um, a classic Spielberg, you know? Yeah. But you know, what's cool about E.T. Yeah. What? I, I, I haven't seen it, but I know this is true. They filmed it, uh, chronologically. I heard that, and so so that the child just, actor could feel all the emotions. Yeah, yeah. So, so the yeah. child actors. That's, I think that's really that. I mean, it's. I mean, I think it's controversial to not have seen it because I think, especially, I'm a huge Steven Spielberg fan. I love Spielberg. He might be my favorite director of all time, and yeah. he, I think he says in multiple interviews that ET is his favorite movie that he's made. Oh really? Yeah, I think he's made some I, good movies. Though. He's made some phenomenal movies and i think i do think et is his favorite um i could yeah. be wrong on that fact check me what's your um, what's your i know it's one of his favorites maybe not what's his your i know spielberg. it is one of them. my personal favorite movie your favorite spielberg movie oh favorite spielberg um yeah. oh, listen i can i refrain from saying it because it's on my 90s movie draft Sure, sure, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll keep it at that. Uh, I'll say another one that's not on my draft. Um, Okay. I love Jaws. I love Jaws. Jaws is one of my favorites. Um, And uh, I don't know. Underrated Spielberg movie? Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can is a phenomenal movie. People don't give that movie enough credit, in my opinion. I haven't seen it. It's uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. Okay. It's really good. It's, it's really good. true. It's crazy. Okay. It's really good, yeah. But yeah, Cashmere those are some... I mean, half of those... I found I it was better than I thought it was going to, but, I mean, I feel like I should still see those as a... As a... I'm not as movie fanatic as you, but I still consider myself a movie goer. I mean, yeah, you and... watch movies. I feel like the most people are fans of movies, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, anyways, and I, I thought those were some interesting movies I'd never seen. You know, get together for a week and just watch all those movies. <laughs> That's what we should. Every day we watch two movies. We watch The Lord of the Rings in Trilogy one day. in one day. Indiana we watch Jones. Indiana Jones, the next three movies in one day. And then uh, and Titanic. Then Titanic and, and E.T. Then ET. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. a good week, to be honest. Those are... Three-day weekend. <laughs> yeah. We have a three-day weekend this week. I think it's Presidency on Monday, so. Yeah, we do. We do. There we go. All right. Okay, let's do you want me to move yours. on to the second one, or do you, you want have... to... Wait, sorry, what? Let's do you take two, I take one, because you have more than me. I think that way right, it'll that even... Sense. Okay, I'll go, on, I'll go on to my second one. Okay. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a 
you know, that last one was maybe a little boring. I'm going to put in a little more controversial this time. It's actually okay. pretty controversial. Let's spice it up. Let's spice it up. I, I liked, like, I wouldn't say loved. I liked the movie Cats. Okay. Uh, I thought exactly. it, you know, it is on its own as a musical already weird. I mean, love Andrew Lloyd Webber, but, and it has phenomenal music, but yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's weird, right? Yeah. And also, controversial take, people are like, I hate Cats because it doesn't have a plot. I see the plot. There is a plot to Cats. And I see it, okay? okay. Now listen, I thought that the movie was, because the musical's weird, I thought that the movie was a good musical to movie adaptation. Okay. That people overlook. It was a good adaptation. All right. One of the best I've seen, if I'm if I'm being honest here, of, of a musical to movie. Um I really liked it. You know, the the animation, the CGI is is a bit weird just with the cats having no clothes. But I feel like if you put clothes on them, like it would look fine. Like great. Like I thought most of the CGI was fine, phenomenal even at some parts. Uh, I thought the casting was excellent. I mean, really, really good. Star-studded movie. And, like... Idris Elba? Isn't Idris the Elba The in... Shank scene is so good. I love that song. And the Jellicle Cat scene as well. Oh, my hey, gosh. Okay. Dude. Okay. I literally jam out to that every single time. And the visuals are really good with it as well. I have not seen Cats. Okay. Because... I think 2019, I... yeah? Right? Yeah, 2019. Okay. Which 2019 was a huge year for film. It was a big year for movies. Um, I mean, yeah. I looked it up on Letterboxd. The okay, the tagline is you will believe. The synopsis is a tribe of cats called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heavy side layer and come yeah. back to a new jellical life. So if you're being real, I know nothing about cats. Um, oh really? Yeah, nothing. I only know the I first thought, song. I thought live. The first song, Jellicle songs for Jellicle Cats, banger song. Banger I song. Jam out that song. The song is on my playlist. Memory? Uh, but that's, that's all. Oh, yeah, memory too. There's, that's all I know. But really? The average, okay. the average rating on uh, Letterboxd for Cats, there's 52,000 reviews, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm ready for it. Average rating is 1.3 out of 5 stars. I completely believe that because it is well known as one of the worst, most hated movies of all time. I think it won the Razzie that year for Worst Picture. The top the top review is, there's no way I can give this any kind of numerical rating. <laughs> that's so funny. See, that's that's what I felt like was a bigger hot take. I loved the movie. I James I Corden's said, I said earlier movie. I wouldn't say loved. I liked. I enjoyed the movie. I would watch it again. If somebody was like, we're watching Cats, I'd be like, oh, let's go. Like, Cats, let's go. W. You know? This cast, this cast is actually crazy. It's crazy, dude. You know, you have uh, Idris Elba. You have Taylor Swift. And Jason Derulo. Rebel Wilson. Jason Derulo. James Corden. It's... Sir it's Ian pretty- McKellen's in this movie, dude. Ian McKellen, uh, Angelica Houston. I mean, not Angelica Houston. Um, 
Uh, um, Judy Dench. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's really good. Okay, yeah, that's a hot. I, take. I love that movie. It's good. It is a hot take. Spend a little okay. time on that one. Let's let's move on to yours. Let's go. My first one, and I've I've received flack for this before. Okay. And. Have you received flack from me? No, not you. Okay, well, we'll see what's about to happen. I've received the exact opposite. But I wear this opinion on my sleeve proudly, okay? Okay, okay. I love the movie Cars 2. Only that, it's in my top, probably, top five Pixar movies. Includes Cars 2. Listen, listen, chat, listen. We talked about this before the interview today. And I completely agree with you. I put it on my list as well, just in case you brought it up or it needed to be brought up at the end or something. And oh. I'll, I'll let you talk about this because it's yours, but I just, I have to we say, it's, it's phenomenal. It's such a good movie. Oh my gosh, dude. Michael Caine as Finn McMissile? Dude, okay, okay. Let me dive in. People hate on Cars 2. Um, it, I mean, in the world of, you know, in the, in the, uh, the cinephile cinema. It's a, it's side a doggy of the, dog's world in the Pixar world, you know? Yeah, it's, it is hated upon. It is, um, people hate it. And I don't, I don't under, really understand why, if we're being real, what about it that they're not like. To, to add on to this controversy, amazing. I think it's better than Cars 1. I, I'd probably agree. It's my it's my favorite cars. Like movie, if you that. sat me down and said Cars One or Cars Two, which one are you more entertained watching? I'd be like Cars Two all the way. I Dude, love Cars. Do not eat the pistachio ice cream. It it's has so burned. And listen, it might not be about racing. It might the central point not, but might might not be about racing. But it's a fun. Still about movie. cars though. Still about cars. And- <laughs> it's still about cars. No, it's not called racing. It's not called racing. Racing it's not two. called it's the pissing cars. Car. It's called cars. Yeah, take that. Yeah, it's a fun Tell movie. Tell that to It's and yeah, Michael Caine as Finn McMissile is so fun, and it's like this this James Bond type situation in in a in a kids' cars movie. It's so comedic. You know they have they have the destination too to play with, and there's such comedy that that arises, and it's a really fun movie. There's all there's a bunch and, of fun like action sequences too. Yes, and and the friendship between McQueen and Mater is fantastic in it as well. Yeah. Oh, 100%. like like that, you know, like that relationship development is, this is really the thing good. My uh, me and my sister were talking about the other day, and we're talking about the Cars franchise, and we're like, Cars One is about you know, kind of has this theme of. Um, don't be selfish yeah um, for sure like care about the people who helped you along the way and you yeah. know recognize other relationships the arc, the arc of uh you know going from uh selfish to a selfless for sure arc. and I also hate... like the importance of like community you know like with radiator springs and them all helping oh, yeah, in, yeah. you know yeah. and uh cars too even though it's hated, you gotta admit there's there's this uh, theme of friendship, right? And there, and, there is. It's really and, good. And showing the people you love, 
you know, giving them the time that they need. For um, sure. And that, like, you're not above someone else. Kind of that selfish. Again. Cars 3. What is the theme of Cars 3? Cars question. 3, I feel like, is, like, kind of, kind of, like, building back away from the selfishness and going in, like, a different direction about, like, having self-confidence. Because, like, there's all these other new cars coming out, I feel like, and it's, like, to keep going and, like, to stand up for yourself because McQueen chooses to keep racing even though he's an older car and everybody tells him he can't okay. do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Or maybe also, like, handing off the mantle because he hands it off to Ramirez. Yeah. You know? Kind of helps like her. Being proud of what you have accomplished, even though, yeah. but knowing you have to move on. Okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. But um, what can I say? Every time I watch Cars 2, I'm just like thrilled. It was so fun. It's so Um, entertaining. Like last month, we had a huge Cars 2 watch party. Oh, yeah. There were like 25 people there. Yeah, we had like 25, 30 people there. And it was was a great time. It was a blast. Everybody loved it. And, you know, it's hard to get our group of people to be quiet. And we were all quiet to watch Cars 2. (laughs) Like it brought us. Like, maybe this is less controversial. Maybe people are just, like, quiet about it, you know? It's the silent majority. It's the silent <laughs> majority. We have to make a movement. Yeah. The Cars yeah. 2 movement. Because, listen. Two. Hashtag oh, respect Cars 2. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag me too. I love Cars 2. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, sorry, you know. You knew what you knew what was happening when you had me as a guest. That's a good. That's a good way to end the conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's move on to your your next hot take. Okay, my next hot take. Let's see. You took cars too. Yeah. Um. Let's stick with the Pixar category. Um. Okay. I'm gonna say my favorite Pixar movie, and it has been controversial. I know I've said it around people because a lot of people didn't. Love this movie when it came out. Still don't love it now. Um, and it's my favorite. Because if you don't know me, I I cry at movies pretty easily. Like, more yeah. than the average person. Especially as a guy. Um, I cry at movies. Well, and especially I, Pixar movies. I Listen, I wasn't trying to be sexist there. I'm just saying, you know, it's like a... You know, yeah. it's, not, it's, 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 you. it's harder you. to get emotional. Just biologically. And, um... Uh... Inside Out is my favorite Pixar movie. That's my absolute favorite. Yes, it is. Like, unbelievably. I have never met somebody who agreed with me. They were always, like, opposite. They're like, oh, I, I didn't like Inside Out that much. And, like, it's my absolute favorite in so many ways. I mean, it's not my favorite one, but Inside Out is good. Because, really, because I feel like everybody I've talked to about it is like, no, like they they think. No way, dude! That, Inside Out is awesome. Inside Out is bars, and I'm so yep. excited for the new one too. The new one is cool. I think they can do. If, I think. Yeah, if you watched the Super Bowl yesterday, they had a they had a new trailer for it. That's right. Um, inside really, I can't believe you get yeah. flashed for this. Inside Out is awesome. Yeah, I do. I like often like. This this was the first one that came to my mind, just because wow. I literally got flamed on it today. <laughs> like it happens weekly for me, I think, <laughs> like genuinely. And, uh, what do you love about Inside Out? Oh my gosh, so many things. I love 
the deep meaning behind it. I mean, it's so good. It is easily one of the deepest, if not the deepest Pixar movie, emotionally. I would say one of the deepest. Soul's the pretty, deepest. Soul's pretty Soul. deep. Yeah. Soul. Soul's pretty deep. Um, but inside, inside Out, I mean, was really, really deep. Um, number two, phenomenal voice casting. I mean, Amy Poehler, uh, Phyllis Smith, Bill Hader, um, Mindy Calling. you know, it's, it's really good. And, I mean, upcoming, you even have Maya Hawk too. Yes, Maya Hawk. She's awesome. I can't remember the guy who plays Anger, um, but he's he's uh, really good. He's just not as famous. Um, yeah, uh, and, n- like, the scene when Bing Bong dies, spoiler warning, <laughs> the scene where Bing Bong dies, dude, I sobbed. When he would take Riley to the moon for me, yeah, like he's finally accepting that she's letting him go, and the humor in the movie is sadness cracks me up, dude. She's so funny, like it, like the whole movie I'm laughing just because of sadness. But then like the whole resolution and when they find her in the end and the whole you know developing as a teenager because you know we've all been through that. You know she's eleven, twelve years old maybe, and like I remember that and I totally felt that way too. And just the concept as well of being inside the head and, and like there's these emotions that thrive and, you know, all the funny quips they had, like the train of thought and everything like that. I, yeah. I mean, I just, I really like that movie. And the, and the animation is beautiful as well. One thing I really respect about Pixar is that, I mean, their, move, their films are geared towards children, right? The, uh, the target audience is, is kids. Yeah. Um, but... One thing I appreciate and really respect about them is that they don't treat kids like le- like adults, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because you, a, a lot of times in like children's media, it's just like we can do whatever we want because it's for kids, right? They're, they don't uh-huh. they don't need to, they don't need complex stories, complex themes, right? Like adults do. Exactly. Um, but Pixar just does doesn't. They it don't hold back. Yeah. And I think it's awesome because you can grow up with Pixar movies, and then the older you get, the more you get out of them. Oh, for sure. And like, as a, when I'm 50 years old, I feel like I could watch Inside Out and, like, understand it on a whole different emotional basis than I do now. And, like, yeah. feel the same raw emotion of just, wow, that was deep, you know? Yeah, and then also, like, if you're a parent going to take your kid to a Pixar movie, you can gain something from it. It's not just, mm-hmm. you know not just oh that was a fun cute kids movie you you yourself are yeah feeling something watching it and, and and like back to what you said about like how they're not afraid to go big even when they're gearing towards kids is that even though the kids might not understand everything like you know when i watched it i mean when did when did inside out come out 2016 2015 um, like my sister was one years old um, and so I've been watching it for a while now. And so, like, if I watched it when my, with my sister when she was, like, six, you know, even though she can't understand all the deep things that, like, Riley's going through and everything, she still picks up the fundamental values that they laid down about, like, how it's okay to be sad. Yeah. And it's okay to feel the other emotions. And, like, it's okay to go through change and go through hard things. And that's what makes life great, you know? Exactly. Like, you just pick that up subconsciously. And I love that Pixar does that. And, like, yeah. whether you think a movie is good or bad, I feel like every single one of Pixar's movies 
have had good values. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I agree. Okay, on to your next one. All right, MSU. sorry. I, I, keep, I keep talking. I just think they're so no, good. That's, um, that's the point of a podcast, right? All right. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, let's see. I, I the rest of them are getting a little more controversial. So let's go to uh, this one. I'll stick. I'll stick with a maybe a little less controversial one that a lot of people also agree with me on, but a lot of people people will also rat on me for it. Um, I think Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies are awful. Awful. Okay. I remember when far when when No Way Home came out. And I was like, okay, I got to refresh myself on all the Spider-Man movies. And so I watched Andrew Garfield's first, which I love also the Amazing Spider-Man series. Those two movies are bars. So good. Um, And then I watched, and I don't know if it's Sam Raimi or Tobey Maguire or both, because I'm also just not a fan of Tobey Maguire's acting. Um, And I've, I've liked other movies of Sam Raimi's. Like I loved Multiverse of Madness. But, um, I I cannot like it was it felt like a chore for me to get through the all three movies genuinely I would watch them and I just I thought it was I know how revolutionary and important they were especially in the genre of of superheroes um and like his movies won Oscars and stuff for visual effects and all this stuff but I mean I, I I I really thought it was a chore to get through them I hated them I hate uh, Peter Parker and MJ's relationship. I feel like it's so poorly developed. Um, I feel like it, I just I don't like Tobey Maguire's acting either. It just feels so fake. I did not believe it at all. It felt um, like Tobey Maguire was acting instead of Peter Parker. The whole the whole trilogy. Yeah, I felt yeah, like. So like you you like wow. So you didn't you 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 didn't see Peter Parker. You saw Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I do not uh, agree with you on this one entirely. Yeah, I I believe that. Uh, it's it's a pretty controversial one, um, and I'm ready to take well, heat for it. I wouldn't say it's super controversial. I, I think a lot of I think there's kind of like a a divide here that is very um specific. Like you either really like them or really hate them. Yeah, but listen, I feel like it's. I feel like it's not controversial in the sense that, like, I feel like a lot of people think Tobey Maguire is the worst one, but I flat out hate the all movie. three of them. Like, I, I really man? think they're awful. And people, people like, try to convince me because they're like, Spider-Man 2, though, like, Doc Ock is like, so, and I, I don't like it at all. I think it's really bad. Man. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, so I like the first two a lot. I, I really like number two. Yeah, um, I, I, number I, I believe cool. that. Um, number three is definitely the weakest of the bunch. Oh, number three is tough. Number three is tough. But I love um, the campiness of it, right? I love the... Uh... Yeah, and that's what I, I think that's what I hate about it. <laughs> hey, but I will say... The... Um, it's, it's kind of like a C plot almost, but like the, the whole plot with Sandman I think is really good. In number three. I actually agree with that. I think Sandman... Sandman was actually my favorite villain in the whole trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Come after me, bro. Come after me. 
Hey, okay. Listen, I'm not going to try and convince you of anything, but yeah. Um, it's okay. It's I've been talked to a lot about it, so. I, I do wholeheartedly believe that Toby is the worst Spider-Man. I don't think he's bad, per se. Um, and that's my, I, that's my hot take. I think he's flat out just awful. I don't really like Kirsten Dunst's MJ and their relationship either. But Toby's villains are so good, man. I mean, they, 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 they. Really like I think it's just the way that Sam Raimi directed it. I don't know. I just like because I remember I was I was late to watch the Tobey Maguire trilogy. I was late to watch it, and so all my friends have been talking about you know like everybody knew who Green Goblin was, everybody knew who Doc Ock was, and so like in my head they were like awesome. And I feel like just when I watched the movies, they didn't live up to those expectations. And so I think uh, that has also been cemented in my mind because I was just like ready for such an epic thing. And then high expectations. I was like, yeah. oh. I was like, those weren't like that awesome. I was like, I felt like they were mid, you know? Dude, but Willem Dafoe, Screen Goblin is so good. It is. It, Willem, Willem Dafoe is a really good actor. But Okay, so then my question is, what do you think about you know those villains and even you know toby showing up in in no way home see but i love them in no way home and that's what's so funny to me and uh, i don't know okay. if it's just because like maybe just under the new direction or maybe they're more developed actors now or with the better visual effects or everything but like no, i, I, I would like say i like them in no way home i i i think their performances are similar in in the movies in both in both you know versions that they play yeah. i think you just don't like the um the, the camp yeah. i i agree i i can and, get i can i can see that for sure and i love it i love i love things and the thing is it is so me but i think you can agree with this to love something that is purposefully campy yeah i feel and, like I sometimes love things that are like purposely like that, but like I don't know the Spider-Man trilogy did not do it for me. The thing I, the thing I appreciate about the first the first Spider-Man trilogy is that it didn't take itself too seriously. Um, and some people believe that it 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 took its tough it took it 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 was you know campy, but it it thought it wasn't campy. But I entirely uh, I think it was. I think it kind of got out of control with uh. The third oh, one, yeah, <laughs> um, so for Grace, but uh, I do have yeah, to tell I mean, you the intro sequences to those movies are sick, or also oh, like yeah. the transitions, like the the swing through New York transitions are good. There are some cool transitions. Um, the editing's pretty good, but um, yeah, anyways, let's move on to a different opinion. There you um, go, there's maybe my most controversial kind of, one yet. Kind of. This this reminded me of a hot take of mine. Okay. Um, and based off what that conversation that we just had, uh, you know, entailed, I think you'll agree with me. Okay. But this is a hot take that the Amazing Spider-Man movies are my favorite Spider-Man movies, and Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, the I, I mean. Your favorite Spider-Man is one of the most, uh, I think, like asked questions 
about it is movies. for sure especially of this generation like it's... like having yeah at least like questions having to do with movies in like non-movie circles like that's a question question that was that asked in, good could in my college class my professor that was a get to know you question What's yeah the, who's your i believe man? and um and mine's andrew garfield this and, is a popular and, case now. and the thing is people are like yeah andrew garfield's good but his movies are terrible i love the movies i think the movies are great too i love emma stone as as uh gwen stacy <laughs> stone is just good and in everything. their relationship is so good Oh yeah, they. I even though each of the Spider-Man couples dated, I think they absolutely have the most on-screen chemistry. I am. I agree. By a country mile, dude. They it were is, really, really good. It's yeah. Um, and I also think they were the two most talented actors as well. I mean, I don't really want to beat a dead horse because I kind of talked about this on the last episode of the podcast in the draft mm-hmm. episode about um, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Yeah, I love him. So much. Um, I guess I guess I can get to kind of talk about the movies instead of just Andrew Garfield. But yeah, I, I do really love uh, Andrew Garfield. I think I think he's the best Spider Man. I think he portrays Spider Man most accurately to the Spider Man. That's that fair. In- A lot of people didn't like him being too cool as Peter Parker, and I I thought he I didn't think he was too cool. I was like, he's not cool. Like the way like, he rode a skateboard was like nerdy, you know. Just because he rides a skateboard doesn't mean he's cool, man. Like, he wasn't a skater kid. He's still, and he's still kind of, like, awkward, right? Oh, he had like the way he took, like he took photography and stuff? That's so nerdy. Like, yeah, that's, he was, he was still awkward and, and, and nerdy, you know? But now, now he, listen. Oh, sorry, sorry. You finished. And he perfectly does the Spider-Man quips. Like, the wittiness of Spider-Man is so... I agree. Movies. Um, another um, thing I really love, yeah. love about those movies. Oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say my thoughts on your hot take, but I will wait until you finish talking okay. about your hot take. But uh, those movies, I think they were dur- they're done by uh, Mark Webb, which is kind of funny if you think about Ironic, it. But yeah. before that, the only thing he directed were music videos. And then he's That's he's hired to direct the new Spider Man. That's crazy, but I think he did it so well. Um, I think you know Peter's relationships in the first one are so good, and each of them is so dynamic and and original from the other ones. Like his relationship with Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, and Aunt May. She's she's my favorite Aunt May. I can't. I can't remember her name right now. The actress. Me but too. My... That's what I was thinking. They're my favorite Aunt May, Aunt May, and Uncle Ben. Yeah, they're so good. Um, uh, and who I really plays like... Uncle Ben. I I know, I know his family. I know the guy who plays Uncle Ben. His son plays Sheen, the main right? guy in in Mighty Ducks. Yeah, Martin, Martin Sheen and Sally Field are Uncle Ben and and Aunt May. Yes, and Sally really Field. Good. Also, really like, um. It was it was it was a bold decision to choose Gwen Stacy as the int- love interest rather than MJ. Mm-hmm. I think it was a really good I decision. Think it worked so well, especially tying in Amazing Spider-Man Two. I mean, the ending that of that movie is just 
jaw dropping. Oh, so heartbreaking. Um, and again, Andrew Garfield's performance at that dude, so good. I yeah, no, I you know, um, and uh, one thing I really love about those movies is the swinging sequences, um, because they were done practically. They, they were done what? Sorry. Practically, they weren't really. They weren't CGI. I did not um, know them. Well, at least like some of them. Some of them obviously were, but yes. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, especially in the Amazing Spider-Man one, like most of them were not done. None, like Andrew Garfield was actually swinging. I'm like, that's so cool. And and I also it, thought I, like Jamie Jamie Foxx's Electro character I thought was good. Oh, I I really like, like which a uh, lot of people don't like and the lizard. Yes, a lot of people don't like Green Goblin. Really I think he is the biggest. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't actually love Green Goblin movie. that much. That that but was I the biggest still, downside of the movie to not, me. It's not enough to take me out of the movie, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think like the opening sequence of the main Spider-Man Two is my favorite Spider-Man portrayal in in anything. Like when he like they have like the little cold open and then um it like goes to a black screen and then it the logo appears and then it's on like a black screen but then it transfers to his suit and then he's yes. swinging he's swinging dude That's I got I just got so thinking about it it's so good and um, all right yeah dude his business is so good and Paul Giamatti as the rhino. It's so funny, but that Ryan sequence is really good. This year. The way he swings that that sewer lid around the manhole cover, and and like, uh, I just think yeah. the, the wittiness of Spider Man in the first one, where he's like, "Oh, is that a small knife? Oh no, please no!" Like it's so. Funny. <laughs> anyway, you can chime in now. Oh no, I was just gonna, you know, end off your just this this Spider Man bit just by saying, you know, like I. I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I remember watching Andrew Garfield's for the first time. Tom Holland's were the first ones I saw. Um, um, I I personally, my favorite is Tom Holland's. I think he has this really natural charm about his Spider-Man. Um, uh, maybe it's also just because his movies are the newest. They have really good visual effects. I yeah. really like the association with the MCU and his relationship with Tony Stark and everything. I love uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture. Um... But uh, so he he is my favorite. But I I will say that it definitely was a toss up after I watched Andrew Garfield. I was like, oh my gosh, that was really good, really yeah, yeah. really good. Um, so I like I'm not gonna flame you for that. I do disagree with you that he's the best one, but I I completely yeah. understand where you're coming from. Cool. See, All right. That's how you that's how you disagree with someone. That's how. You <laughs> yeah. There you go. If only if only that's how politics yeah. should work. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, moving on, we're gonna go. Let's see here. I already did Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Um, let's let's stick with the Marvel theme. Um, okay. this one we can talk about briefly because I feel like you have you're going to discuss this a lot more in a future upcoming podcast episode that I don't want to take away from. Um, oh. but I a lot of people really don't like the MCU right now and I think they're not as good as they were before but I 
I'm still really enjoying it. Uh, And especially a lot of the movies that people are hating, I'm actually really enjoying. Uh, Biggest controversial take of those movies is I loved Eternals. I really, really, really liked that movie. I thought it was really well done. It's beautiful filmography and editing. Um, I thought the characters were really original and awesome. And the story and the plot. But, uh, of course, there were, you know, things wrong with it. It's by no means my favorite Marvel movie or even top 10, I don't think. But I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I won't really dive into all my thoughts on the MCU because that'll be, hopefully that'll be next week's episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking. But... Talking specifically Eternals, I do not agree with you. Um, <laughs> but I can see where you're coming from with, like, the, uh, you know, I, I do think it's a very visually pleasing film. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well casted as well. I think some of the characters work. I don't think others do as much. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's, like, a performance issue, but rather a writing issue. Yeah, I can see that. I think the whole movie in general is just kind of like, um, kind of like lazy. Like, um, at this point in time, like when did the Eternals come out? This was post No Way Home. Yeah, was it? Was I it, think was Eternals it the next... was twenty twenty one. Was it the next? Okay. Um, uh, I think Eternals. I think Eternals was before No Way Home. I think they came out the same year, and I think Eternals came out in November, and No Way Home came out in December. Yeah. Um, Eternals. Or Eternals came out September, maybe. I think it was a a good idea. What could have been a cool idea smashed into a movie that didn't give it the time of day. Um, yeah, that's I mean, fair. Like it could have easily been split up into two parts. It's like an hour and a half movie. Um, and I think everything is Perfect. rushed. The pace is kind of off. And I, I, and it, I see that. I agree with you on that. Series on Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, I didn't love it. I There are some characters that I wish I had more of. And some characters that I wish I had less of. I really like Barry Keoghan. Um, Druig. Is his name right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I really yep. had more of him. I didn't really like the little girl that was in oh, love yeah. with the sprite. Sprite, I didn't like her either. Yeah, I didn't really like my wish... character for sure. I liked Gilgamesh a lot. Yeah, I liked him. I liked Angelina and, and, and Angelina Jolie's Athena. Yeah, she was good as well. Um, I liked the deaf girl. Yeah, I also but, so loved uh, Fastos. It, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Easy. Yeah, and the end credit scene I don't really like. Yeah, it was an interesting end credit scene. I'm not gonna lie, With, but uh, uh, Harry yeah, Styles uh, I'll kind of I'll kind of end it right there. But uh, that was that was my little Marvel segment of today. Okay. Okay. So what's next? I think you're up. No, you only did one. We're doing no. I two I did Tobey Maguire and Eternals. No, dude, I talked about Spider Man in the middle of that. Oh yeah, because you you segued into yours. Uh, yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, really <laughs> let me uh, 
So, so smooth and segue that you didn't even know what happened. <laughs> True. I think <laughs> I only have three more to get through. Okay, so you do one, and then I'll do two, and then you do two, and then I'll do my last one. I have three more as well. All right, sounds good. You just pick one, two, or three. Uh, let's do two. Number two. Okay, number two. We talked about this also going into this podcast. Um. This is one that I, this is probably my most well-known movie opinion. Um, and that, you know, gets me a lot of hate. I really hate classic movies. Yeah. I really don't like them. Um, especially like your more musical ones, like um, Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. Uh, which, which is crazy. Because uh, I think it's a phenomenal musical. Uh, I just... Especially those dream sequences, dude. They're so weird. They're so weird. Um, or like, oh, I I hate Oklahoma. Like, Burning Passion. I really don't like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Um, don't like My Fair Lady or Hello Dolly or anything you like don't, that. You like classic cinema. It's classic music movie musicals. Well, like, well, like, give me, give me like another like just cinema that's not a musical. What about like Twenty Your Men? Have you seen the movie? I have. I have, and it's, like, really good plot, really good acting. It just can't keep me intrigued, because I feel like just the way they used to make movies, which I totally can appreciate how much skill it took to make them and, like, the art form of it and everything. Yeah. Totally respect that. Like, that's classic. They just can't keep me engaged. I think they're really boring to watch. Wow. Um, the only one that I can think of is is another musical one. Um but that I that I do enjoy when I watch it, Sound of Music. I like Sound of Music a lot. But so, uh, like, like old, like another old one is like uh, like uh, Universal's Monsters. Like I'm not a fan of those movies either. You know. Okay. Okay. So for you, it's not like it's not necessarily like. It's just kind of how like movies were made back then that you. It's just how it. they were made. They just can't keep well, me intrigued, well, and therefore I don't life. think it's a good movie. It's a wonderful. I don't like it's a wonderful life. That's that's. I know, and that's hard for you. I know that's hard for you because that's one of your favorites. I know. I know. Yeah. Um. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I think it's more about the story for me. Like, if it's mm-hmm. a good story. The uh the filmmaking takes a backseat kind of, um. But also, I really do appreciate that uh, old old type of type of feel of cinema. Oh, for sure, um, it's, got, it's got like a it's got a place in my heart, you know, just like the classic. But I don't know, it doesn't do it for me. Like I I'm not entertained. I mean, I I like um the. Uh, like sometimes you can see things in uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like um, because they made they they shot it on actual film rather than digital. Yeah, and so you can see like the little, the little yeah you you get like what I'm saying, speckles like, in it and like that yeah. And I I I really like the feel of of class of of you know those older movies, um, but yeah, that's me and you don't. 
I really don't. I yeah. I don't. I don't even like the speckles. Like I'll see the speckles. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're in the way of the movie. I just, you know, like that's that's just how that's just how I enjoy movies. I I definitely care a lot about the movie making rather than the story. I think in general. I think. I mean, a kind of a a way you can explain it is you know how people like, like you and I, for example, we both, um, collect vinyl records, right? And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and. Like because I like the the sound of it more than you know it's yes. it's crisper sound. And, and let me tell you, that's a really interesting thought to me because I also love the sound of a vinyl. Um, yeah. because it's it's a different sound than listening to it oh, on the radio, and it just right? feels so nostalgic. Even though I didn't grow up with vinyls, I didn't grow up right. in that age, but it still feels incredibly nostalgic. And and like the little crackle of the needle too, yes. and like yes. faint. Like I dig on that the same way I dig on those old type of movies. That's like a good analogy, I think, to kind of. Explain. I get that. That's a good analogy for me to understand because I, I love the vinyls, but I don't love the old movies. But yeah. I, I see how on, on why you like the old movies better. Okay, we will right, kick it over to me. I think I'll save my most controversial for last. Okay. Um. Let's let's kick it back to our Pixar discussion we were having earlier. All right. All right. The movie Up. What are your thoughts on the movie Up? Thoughts on the movie Up. Um, I remember as a kid, I actually really hated it. I did not like when my family would watch Up. They were like, I love Up. And I'm like, eh, I don't love it. Um, As I've gotten older, I've still actually never cried at that opening credit scene. I know I was talking about earlier that I am a crier at movies, and I still am. But I have honestly never cried at Up, and I don't know why. Um, okay. But, uh... I think it's really beautiful animation, really original story. Uh, growing up, I've learned to like it a lot more. Um, it's entered my favorites of Pixar movies, but I think it's a little overhyped. Okay. I really only like the first bit of Up. Really? I think if it was like a short film, and it was that first sequence of... Just Carl and Ellie. I think I like I really like that the love story of Carl and Ellie. Like the first what is that like 10, 15 I get minutes? That. I get that. I really love that. I think that is so uh a really good really powerful storytelling in such a little amount of time. And so invoking on your feelings with just, you know, mm-hmm. like like such the the ability that you have to to tug on the heartstrings of everybody with such little time and and little dialogue too. Um, oh, for sure, yeah. Visual storytelling, and then I think you know there are there are parts I like of it with what's the kid's name, Carl Russell. You know, Russell, Carl and Russell. I think have a cool, you know, dynamic dynamic between them, and I, I like how it's brought together in the falling action right when they become kind of like a uh-huh. father grand i think the villain's really good charles Muntz. that's like my biggest gripe with it is i think it's a a lazy twist villain really with little setup and little really uh i, I don't i don't think it's very um fulfilling that's interesting the, to me. The most of the uh, 
rising action and the climax just kind of just is like this is not great but i really like the first part but i think yeah i think that's fair and let me correct myself earlier because you as you were talking about uh carl and ellie's relationship i realized that i actually i i actually have credit that movie it's just never at the beginning it's uh when he it's when he empties the house Mm. and he and he basically like decides to finally move on um and when he says goodbye to his wife and basically says look at the adventure that we took but now it's time for me to move on um i i do cry that part um and i actually love that part of the relationship that i do think the relationship keeps going and i think that's like one of the parts of the whole movie is that like love never dies you know yeah and i I really like that whole aspect of it but Movie but I, I I do get where you're coming from. I I know what you're saying. Mediocre. That's and, fair. I okay, can. So there's, there's that one. My second to last, my penultimate, is, and okay. Okay, I'm ready. I don't is this, think people. Is this your final one? No, my okay. my second to last one. I think people won't disagree that it's a good movie. But Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is my favorite MCU movie. I know it, I know it just okay. came out last year. Okay. People are going to be like, okay, recency bias. Which, hold, first of all, I think giving in to recency bias and then like after a while changing your mind is totally cool. I think by all means do that. Um. But I don't think it's recency bias. Otherwise, I would have gotten over it by now. I love everything about that movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Three. I totally respect that. I was I was really blown away when I watched it in theaters. I was like, wow, that that was phenomenal. I'm really one of the best movies that came out in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think I have it in my top three of movies from last year. I still have a lot to watch. I, I completely understand that. I'm catching up on the Oscar nominations right now, but as of as of now, it's like my top three favorite from last year. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I yeah, I can't disrespect that one too much. Um, I think Guardians Three is in my top five MCU movies. Um, I'll be getting around because that actually brings me perfectly to my next one, and I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, no, I I don't think you're wrong for saying that. Guardians Three is a banger. I personally think Guardians One's my favorite. I think that one's really classic for me. Yeah. Um, Guardians One is Guardians Three though, so good. Yeah. Cool. Good pick. Good pick. Um, I mean, I won't go into much detail about what I think about that movie is great because that'll also kind of be talked about next week. Yeah, so, you you want to you want to save the Marvel stuff, which is why my next one will be short, hopefully as well. Yeah. All right. Well, so. Not to cut you off short, but we're going to provide suspense um, for next week's episode. Yeah, um, good. Uh, as well as this next one, uh, this is something I'm going to say. Um, Inception is my favorite movie of all time, and that's not my hot take. Um, I, was gonna I mean, say, it's, it's pretty commonly well. agreed that Inception's a phenomenal movie, one of the best ever made, maybe the best Christopher Nolan film uh I I I mean I really like Inception. I watched it two days ago and just reaffirmed it to myself. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I've been thinking um, about it rewatch lately. It's it's really good. I I mean every time I watch it, I think I'm 
I think I just go like, oh my gosh, yes, this is this is the reason my it's my favorite movie. Now moving on to the controversial part. Um, you know, everybody kind of laughs at Marvel movies because everybody loves them, but nobody like ranks them as like the best movies ever. Just because they're you know, they're like MCU movies, you know, they're not they're, they're not, not phenomenal movies you know yeah exactly they're not real cinema whatever you want to say um that's but uh my second favorite movie and was even my favorite movie for a long time um avengers endgame i think could tie as my favorite movie of all time i i really love it i love avengers endgame and i know it's so cliche because it's like Um, Going back to 2019 was a good year for movies. I mean, Endgame came out in 2019, took the world by storm. I mean, so many people lined on the streets to get to watch it, especially out after Infinity War. I just, I thought it was a really original plot. I loved the callbacks they had in it. Um, I, I mean, that ending fight scene is so good. Uh, obviously, a stacked cast. I mean, I, I really, I really liked Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're wrong for that at all. I think. The 2010s, uh, decade, um, and even leading up to it, which is you know our upbringing, was uh, a world of cinema dominated by, um, like superheroes. Superheroes, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, the Dark Knight trilogy I mean, as well. To put in there, everything was, you know, every couple months you were getting a new Marvel movie, or a new superhero movie in general. Um, For sure. And that entire world was dominated by the MCU. And to have it come to such a, you know, year's worth of... Such a climax, of course, yes. um, Of setup coming to one final, well, not a final end, but one, you know... A good good ending to that saga. End of that era of the franchise. I mean, it it was unforgettable. I went oh, to sure. a midnight premiere of it, and every seat in the theater was filled, which that's that's crazy. For a midnight movie, yeah. a, a movie yes. coming out, especially where we live in the smallest town in the world, um, <laughs> and <laughs> well, people were lining up, yeah, like you said, like hours beforehand, too. Yeah, they, they, I mean, I, needed I remember their, it. I mean, like, at the, you know, the midnight showing yes. this movie they needed to see it as soon as possible yeah and and some like those are some of my clearest memories are watching that movie and both oh, I, I mean i i don't i didn't watch i watched endgame like i think two years after it came out for the first time just because i was late to the mcu so i never mm-hmm. got that i never got that in theater experience of endgame and it's which is horrible i know that is uh, tragic I, but oh uh, but in the sense, it's the same as you having so many vivid memories of watching the movie. I have so many vivid memories of everybody talking about it. Like, it it really was just so you know important to pop culture at the time. So was it, like, spoiled for you then? Um, no, it, it, might, it wouldn't have been two years after. Because I, I really went on an MCU marathon during COVID. Um. Or even right before. So really, I only I only watched. I I mean, realistically, I I overshot that. I watched it. I watched Endgame like nine months to a year after it came out. But still, 
seeing that movie in theaters is one of the most memorable theater experiences of my life. I totally believe that, 100%. And there's such a... This is kind of diving into a different conversation, but there's such a unique um, feeling of watching a movie in a stacked theater. Oh, yeah. I I mean, that's what my experience was for No Way Home. I mean, that was... That's a good example. Or like... um, Live audience reactions to it, like audible. Like people cheering. Yeah. Yes. Experiencing good cinema with a bunch of people is... yeah, And one of the best in the world. It's one of my favorite Um, things. But yeah, Endgame is really good. I mean, like, sounds like it's your favorite MCU movie, let alone your favorite movie. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Which I think is totally cool. I think there's no, there shouldn't be any hate in that at all. Yeah, Um, no, I mean, I didn't think it was the most controversial on this list for sure. But yeah, that climax to such such a developed world is some, is it's a unique thing, really. Like, can you name any other franchise that has that? No. I mean, I, I mean, I, like, not off the top of my head. You name franchises with lots of films, right? Star Wars. But there's Star no... Wars. There's no yeah. leading up to a, a to an event. And that's what no. this was for a decade, man. For a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, more on that next week. Yeah. Yes, we will leave you at that. Uh, but you created the perfect segue into my final opinion of the night, which is a pretty hot take, in my opinion. Uh, I've heard, I've heard some a, a lot of blasting against this movie. You mentioned that no other, no other like long, you know, series had ever built up to a climax like that. Right. Except Star Wars tried with Rise yeah. of Skywalker. Yeah. They tried to recreate Endgame, basically. It was very similar, you know, with all the ships arriving and stuff and past yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought Rise of Skywalker was enjoyable. Like, I watched it and I was like, yeah. I was like, I can go for this. Like, I did not, I did not see all the hate. Like, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, blasted out. I thought Palpatine returning was a bit far fetched, but like I was, I was for it. I mean, I was like, okay, cool plot line. I was like, all right, I'm here for it, and I really enjoyed it. And I, 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 I would say I really liked Rise of Skywalker. Genuinely, I enjoyed being in that theater and watching. It. I was like, this is a good movie. It's really good. I, uh, I do agree that that's a hot take, but I don't disagree with the take. Um, All right. Especially, I mean, I'm a big Star Wars guy. Oh, yeah. Um, I love it. My room was Star Wars themed. Theme Star Wars, years. yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's, there are still memories of that in my bedroom. It's it's kind of transitioned sure. to just like, to like a film theme. It's kind of split into two. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about my bedroom. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Star That's Wars. Really, what started my love for cinema was watching The Empire Strikes Back on a really old static TV um, in my basement on my, like, yeah, watching The Empire Strikes Back in my basement before I went to bed one night. That was, like, 
I am in love with this. That's um, so an experience for me. Um, and yeah, we we kind of talk about you know such a such a an end for the MCU. Um, and people did not like the Rise of Skywalker. That is <clears throat> especially Star Wars fans. Um, but the Star Wars fandom is one that is very controversial. Fueled They're yeah. by, fueled by anger. It seems. <laughs> yes, like, they deal in absolute What Disney does, it seems like the Star Wars, um, like yeah, people. I, Star Wars fandom is not a a, a healthy one, but <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think the All Rise right. of Skywalker and really the prequel trilogy are are good. Movies. I love the prequel trilogy, and honestly, I thought, I mean, I think the Force Awakens was really really good. Um, really, really good. One of my favorite Star Wars movies. Uh, and I thought Rise of Skywalker, I mean, obviously just said it was better than everybody else thought, in my opinion. Uh, and so just with that in mind, I also thought the sequels were not nearly as bad as everybody made them out to be either. Oh, did I say prequels or sequels? You said prequels. Oh. So (laughs) Prequels weren't bad either. Okay, yeah. So I, I like... I like all of the Star Wars movies, really. Yeah. Um, and even though I like more, more, some more than others, at the end of the day, for me, it's Star Wars, so I love it. That's like yeah, the formula I get for that. me. Um, you know, the whole thing with with Palpatine returning, I was like, okay, whatever, right? The thing, and I I have no problem with with Palpatine returning. It's the somehow Palpatine returned, and there's no really yeah. There's explanation. No really explanation. There's an explanation to how he returned? By all means, go for it. Um, but don't just return him because... Their explanation the was just basically that he was super powerful. Yeah. Which is a lame excuse. Yeah. But Anyways, um, that's also... Star Wars more talk is coming in a later episode as well, so... That's true, man. <laughs> um, that's kind so of like there, a... There you go. Those are the end of my takes. But, okay, my last one. The final one. Perhaps the hottest take of the night. Okay, oh. That's a bold claim. I'm ready for it. I like the first Percy Jackson movie. There's not much to discuss on this one because I have never seen it. Okay. I've never seen it because everybody talks about how bad it is. Um, I've well, never yeah. taken the time to watch it. Um, okay. Well, I guess I can kind of talk about it. I yeah. don't think. I don't think it's a good adaptation of the Bruce Jackson book, but I think it's a fun movie, and I think as like a stand a stand if it you know a standalone film, um, I think it's really good. I think the acting's good. I think the writing is is. Um, you know, people really hate on the writing just because it's not a carbon copy of because it's not Rick Riordan, yeah, of the book. But uh, I think that's okay, really. Um, I think it's an adaptation if, in the end. I think if you're gonna adapt something, I don't think it should be, you know, word for word, word the exact same thing. Because my thing is, what's the point of that? 
Um, and that's that's a good point to bring up, not just with Percy Jackson, but like other things, because so many people hate the Disney live action remakes, and I actually really like them for the most part. Really, that could be. There you go. There's another hot take. We won't discuss um, that one too much. I love well, the Disney live action remakes, but anyways, you talk about Percy Jackson now. That's kind of my issue with them is that the Disney live action remakes are just the same thing, but in live action. They don't really. See, I think they're good at taking it a different way. I, I like the way they um, change it up. But Percy Jackson, I, I think, like, if that movie by itself had just come out and it wasn't, like, a book series or anything, I think people would have loved it. Um, but I think it's because of the adaptation that it's of, a, of a beloved book series. It, yeah, I, I can get I behind that. That's why it's hated. But, and there was some outrage about um annabeth in the new series being african-american um we're gonna have crazy. a we, we could just have a whole different political con yeah uh, political well, podcast <laughs> there were people that were like this is not how i read it in the book in the book she's she's white and she has and she has gray eyes and everyone's like this is not how i read it in the book but that's the thing is if you're going to make an adaptation that is exactly like the book, it's not going to be worth anything because everyone read the book yeah. in their own way, right? And I agree with that because it's very similar in, like, uh, Harry Potter. I mean, besides his scar, like, multiple times throughout the book, it is established that his most prominent feature is his green eyes, like his yeah. mother. And he never has green eyes in the films, but people still love the films. And so yeah. I don't think... I, I don't think, think the visibility of a character should be any reason to dislike an adaptation. Yeah, and I, I really think that adaptations should take creative liberties. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're still the same I character. Think, yeah, making an adaptation of the exact same thing in the exact same way it was in the book is... I don't... I don't it's just... You're, you're not going to be able to please everybody. Um... Either way, really, though. So I think do what you want to do as a filmmaker if you're making an adaptation of it. Good and opinion. Go. Good take. Good take. There we All have right. it. All the right. There we takes. go. Um, yeah, there we have it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This has been Popcorn Perspectives. Um, Matthew I'll be return. back soon enough. Yes, I will return. Yeah. It's the end of an MCU movie. Check the description for... Uh, more information about us. Um, tell us your hot takes. There's a you can you can reply on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify. If you're on YouTube, in the comments, comment some of your hot takes. Comment what you thought about the episode. Thank you for listening, and uh, have a good day, night, weekend, morning, whenever you're listening. To this. Yes. All right. Uh, thanks for having me.